You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's preacher is Pastor Brian Flammy. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. The trials are concluded, and the tyranny, the mad tyranny of the mob and Pilate's fear, these have prevailed. The bloodthirst of man must be satisfied. And Jesus, who is called the King of the Jews, must die. Pilate speaks the judgment. The soldiers lead the sinless Son of God out to crucify him. Jesus, who is our Lord and our Savior, who is true God, in human flesh, born of the Virgin Mary. He doesn't die the noble death of a philosopher by sipping hemlock like Socrates would. Nor does he die with honor in glorious combat as a warrior. When we look at Jesus hanging up on the cross There is nothing dignified about it. Jesus dies in shame, having been stripped of his clothes. Jesus dies as one who is cursed, suspended above the earth on a tree. Jesus dies in derision, bearing the insults and mockery. Jesus dies as a sinner placed between thieves. Human eyes look away from the spectacle. It's sickening. It's repulsive. It's offensive. An Orthodox Jewish rabbi that I once knew asked me to bless him. I think he was half-joking, but I took him seriously, and so made upon him the sign of the cross. I said, bless you. At which point the man said, what do you think you're doing? How dare you? You want to impose upon me an instrument of torture? That is sick. Stop it. That is the offense of the cross to the world. There's a reason why you and I dislike looking at pictures of the crucified Christ. Because in that crucifixion, all dignity and all worth that is called human comes to an end. Instead, everything that we see there is nothing but shame and embarrassment and exposure and gore, and it's on full display. That's what the holy evangelists want to show us. That is what St. Mark is showing us. The devil, of course, would mock the severity of the crucifixion with comedic blasphemies. But it always, it always comes at the expense of the facts of what actually happened that day. 
We can't look at the cross because we think ourselves better. We think that our eyes are meant for purer objects than what they see in that man's death. That our ears are supposed to hear cleaner words than what we hear coming from the mouths of all who passed by and wagged their heads saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. We look at this scene and we call it inhuman. But in fact, it is all too human. I believe it is the only correct depiction and display of man's corruption that we have seen in the history of the world. And it will continue to be so until until Jesus returns on the last day and opens the books for judgment. The external veneer of works and our man-made righteousness All of that is peeled back. And what do we find when Jesus is crucified? We find creatures who are putting their Creator to death with every ounce of hatred that is lurking within their hearts. You see, the embarrassment of the cross is not Christ's embarrassment. It is our own. Do you wonder why there is a curtain that separated the most holy place from the holy place, or the presence of God from the people in the temple, and before that in the tabernacle. If we have to wonder about it, then it's true that we don't know the depths of our sin and its stain upon our souls. God is holy. The corruption that infects body and soul is not. Without the curtain, we are naked before a holy and righteous God whose holiness and whose righteousness and whose perfection can do nothing but destroy us in our shame. When we look at Jesus hanging on the cross in Golgotha, we begin to understand exactly who and what we are. There is nothing good that dwells within you. There is nothing redeemable in you. From the heights of your noblest intentions to the best of your works, the cross of Jesus shows us that when they are peeled back, we are just as depraved as the men who hurled insults on the sinless Son of God, as the soldiers who cast lots for his garments. This scene, this picture, this event in history, the blood and the suffering of Jesus, this is your holiness. Because it is your Redeemer who hangs upon the tree. You and I turn away in shock and in disgust 
But Jesus, he embraces it. He desires the wood stained with his blood. He desires the thorns that are piercing his brow. He wants your shame. He wants the nails, the mockery, and he even wants the death. Why? For the joy that was set before him, the joy of having your salvation. Yes, it's true that when you look upon the cross and the crucifixion, you see the depths and the depravity of human nature. But deeper still, you see the love of God and His desire to save you. Jesus dies, bearing your shame, bearing your corruption, bearing your sin, and the temple curtain is torn in two. Because now you are holy, and you are righteous by this man's death. For our sake, God made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the folly of the cross. It is foolishness to those who are perishing. It offends them. It disgusts them. They see it and they turn away in revulsion. But to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It is the throne of our God. It is the headwaters of our faith. Zechariah writes that when we look upon him whom we have pierced with our sins, there shall be a fountain opened. A fountain that is open that will flow from his riven side, and there you will find forgiveness. There you will be cleansed from sin and uncleanliness. As we are in Passion Tide right now, as we draw closer to Good Friday, in faith we learn to look upon Jesus and not to turn away because we know our sin, but rather to fix our eyes on the Son of God who died for us with the desire and the hope that even as we come to the end of our life, the image that will be graven upon our hearts, that our pastor someday will hold before our eyes, is the image of Jesus dying on the cross. Because with the flesh of Jesus set before us, we know that we are naked. We are not naked before God. We are clothed by Jesus' own righteousness and purity. And that is our hope. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. 
For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope.